Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. If I told you three years ago, not even two years ago, Liz Cheney is going to need Democrats to win and they will vote for her. Mind blowing. Mind blown, exactly. I'm Annie Reese. This is Politico Dispatch. Part of the reason I love going to Wyoming is because it's such a small state. Reporter Tara Palmieri just got back from a trip to Wyoming. So you can sort of just talk to people on the ground and get an idea of where they're at. After being censured by the Wyoming Republican Party and the Republican National Committee, there's no doubt that Liz Cheney is going to have a hard time getting reelected, especially because she's in a Republican primary with a Trump-endorsed candidate, Harriet Hageman. But there is a pathway to victory, and it is with the help of Democrats and independents. So on the show today... Are Democrats really going to vote for a Cheney? Like, can they swallow that? Stick around and find out. You were in Wyoming more than a year ago covering the first big rally against Liz Cheney after she voted to impeach President Trump. So I guess my first question is what's changed or hasn't for Liz Cheney since then? The people that I spoke to on the ground when I was in Wyoming were very angry at Liz Cheney for voting to impeach Trump because the state voted overwhelmingly for Trump in the election, 70 percent. And they felt that her vote did not represent the people that she represented. She is the only congresswoman in Wyoming. Mm. And she's in a leadership position. She was the conference chair of the Republican Party. So I sensed a real anger towards Liz Cheney for how she voted. And most of these people had voted for her in the past. The difference now is that they finally have a candidate that they can stand behind to challenge Liz Cheney. Yeah. And that candidate right now is Harriet Hageman. Thank you to my family for being here with us today. There's also State Senator um, Anthony Bouchard, but Harriet Hageman has the endorsement of Donald Trump. And last week, she held a campaign event with Senator Rand Paul. And at the campaign event, it was really interesting because they told the attendees to call the legislators to make sure that Democrats can't vote in their primary election because they're worried that Democrats will vote as Republicans in the August primary and vote for Liz Cheney to keep her in office. This is one of the most interesting things about your story to me, is that the Democrats could actually give Liz Cheney this victory. It is. And I almost didn't believe it at first when I heard them say that. I was like, that's unreal. But there was a bill that was on the Wyoming State House floor to ban crossover voting. Because in Wyoming, you can show up on the day of the election, even a primary election, and register for a different party. So you could be a Democrat, show up on the August 16th primary and register as a, as a Republican and vote in that primary and have an influence. And then you can switch back and be a Democrat and vote in the general election mm-hmm. as a Democrat. Although Democrats rarely win in Wyoming, so it's kind of a wasted vote. And that's what a lot of them said to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Cheyenne, which is like the state capital. It is ruby red, and most of the state is. There are about two counties that are actually blue. And one of them is Mm -hmm. kind of more purple. And the one that's actually blue is Jackson, Wyoming. And there's this famous ski resort, Jackson Hole. It's kind of an enclave for the wealthy to go skiing. It's this beautiful town in the mountains. There's a Ritz there. It's just everything posh. And it's really kind of an interesting place. 
So I'm in Cheyenne, I hear this, and I'm like, where can I find Democrats in Wyoming? Oh, Jackson, right? So problem is, it's about eight hours from Cheyenne (laughs) to Jackson. So I'm like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? So I had just driven that morning from Denver Airport. I drove back. I was like, I called my editor. I was like, story's not here. It's in Jackson. And I said to him, are Democrats really going to vote for a Cheney? Like, can they swallow that? (laughs) She voted with Trump 93% of the time. Her dad was the architect of the war in Iraq. They literally dragged his effigy around the town in 2007 of Jackson, the town of Jackson. There were 250 protesters who dragged Cheney's effigy around the town and then toppled it like Saddam Hussein. And now Democrats might give her the win. Exactly. And she's obviously playing into this. She will be on a panel in Jackson for a ticketed event where she'll be speaking with a bipartisan group about defending elections. And this event is clearly targeted towards independents and Democrats. Now, what I found out is that a group of, I guess, Harriet Hageman supporters, anti-Cheney dissidents, whatever you want to call them, they've bought about 75 tickets from this 350-person seated event, and they plan to go there and disrupt it. And they're going to wear their Harriet Hageman gear, They want to ask questions. They are upset that there's a moderator. It's not a town hall. Their questions have to be selected. Mm. They want to ask about January 6th, and they're furious. So they also feel like Cheney's never in the state. I talked to the GOP county um, commissioner from Jackson, and she said that they've invited Cheney many times to speak to the party, but she won't come, that she's only met her once, and she's been uh, a part of Republican politics since, like, 1975 in Wyoming. So there was a real feeling that Cheney's not on the ground there. And then when she is on the ground, it's in Jackson at a bipartisan hosted event. And I spoke to some people who are Cheney allies who have crunched the numbers. And they said she can win in the primary election as long as Democrats and independents are willing to vote for her. But that's the kind of interesting place she's in, right, is that she is not openly courting Democrats. But it's sort of like but she's doing all of these things that are kind of very bipartisan. Yeah, totally. And the thing about it is that everything she's doing in Congress by prosecuting Trump appeals to Democrats, right, for people who detest him. So yeah. she doesn't even really have to be on the ground in in the state speaking directly to Democrats. Everything she does in Congress is speaking to them, especially those who hate Trump, right? Mm-hmm. And then here's a little history about Wyoming. It's not the first time that there's crossover voting. Mm-hmm. Mark Gordon, who is the governor, in 2018, he was up against a really tough primary that included Harriet Hageman. And Democrats in the state were worried that a more hard right candidate would be elected. And so about 9,000 people from either that were either registered as Democrats or independents or were not registered with any party at all, registered as Republicans around the time of the primary and voted for him. And he was able to win with their help. So it's not unheard of. In fact, I spoke to the person who organized that effort and it's been done the opposite way as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just not unheard of in Wyoming for this sort of, there's a sort of independent streak in that state. And it's easy to do, like you said. I mean, you can do it same day. Exactly, exactly. Although like primaries are usually low turnout events, right? But it is so charged up in Wyoming And actually, when I got to Jackson, I just started walking around the town, talking to people, and I spoke to at least eight people who said that they were Democrats, they had never voted for Liz Cheney, but they were ready to register as Republicans to vote for her in the primary because they thought what she did was courageous. They don't like the other options. Mm -hmm. 
one person said her politics are crap, but I, I love how much hate she's getting from everyone else in Wyoming. Um, and right. actually three people I spoke to asked me not to name them because they were afraid of retribution. Uh, one of them said, it's a small town. I'm afraid of being targeted. The other person said, so it's a real thing. Do we know how she's doing? I mean, in your piece, you said there's pretty scant polling available. But if enough people cross over and vote as Republican in the August primary, then her path for November is clear. And Kevin McCarthy clearly thinks she's still a threat. Exactly. He's told members that he's worried that she could remain in Congress with the help of Democrats. So this is what I have heard and think as well. Right now, it's a three-way primary if you count the state Senator Anthony Bouchard, who is still quite popular with the MAGA crowd. If he gets like as much as 15% of the vote, that could also split it between her, Harriet Hageman, and Bouchard, and that could help her. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it is such a small state, and people are so angry about her impeachment vote that who knows what's going to happen. Uh, yes, there isn't great polling. Ugh, I've heard a lot of numbers thrown around. People say, but it's unclear if it's actually good polling, right? Yeah. Do you think that Cheney thinks if she wins her upcoming election that like this will be over? Like are are the Trump folks going to sort of like pack up and go home or are they going to kind of keep running at her if she wins like in 24, oh, 26, yeah. 28? I mean, it would be a huge loss for Trump if she wins. This is the battle mm-hmm. for the soul of the Republican Party, right? And Trump's future as a potential 2024 nominee really rests on this one state and everyone knows it on what happens. Mm. Is Trumpism still powerful? Like we really don't know. The polls all say he's the most popular among Republicans, but a lot of them say they want a new candidate. You know, it's really a, it's really a test of the power of Trumpism. We know that she's facing continual backlash and censure from many of her Republican colleagues, including uh, minority leader Kevin McCarthy, which we talked about. So if she does win in November and if Republicans take back the House majority, what do you think Representative Liz Cheney looks like in 2023? You know, like, do they seat her on committees? Like, you know, if January 6th committee is over, she's not fighting in that same way anymore. Yeah, exactly. I think she has diminished her power and Congress has diminished. So really, I mean, as long as she's still on the January 6th commission, she has power, right? And for all the Democrats, independents and Republicans who are anti-Trump, that is enough power, I'm sure, for them because her work is to take down Trump and Trumpism, right? Hmm. Uh, But other people say that all of this is setting her up for a run in 2024 as a Republican nominee, as the anti-Trump option. Tara Palmieri, it's always great to talk with you. Thank you so much, Annie. Have a great day. Okay, bye. Also in the news, on Tuesday, the Senate unanimously and surprisingly passed Senator Marco Rubio's bill to make daylight saving time permanent starting in 2023. The quick and consequential move happened so fast that several senators said afterward they were unaware of what had just happened. The bill now moves to the House. And the Biden administration and members of Congress are pointing fingers at one another over the stalling out of more than $15 billion in pandemic funds that are needed in the U.S. and around the world. The administration warns that it may need to cancel new orders of COVID-19 drugs as soon as next week and wind down access to testing soon after that. Today's episode of Politico Dispatch included music composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to follow Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet, and if you can, leave us a rating and review. It helps more people find the show. I'm Annie Reese. 
Thanks so much for listening.